Setting big, audacious goals in our life, in our business, in our relationships, that's really just the beginning. In fact, I dare say that's really just step one. It's setting up the mile markers in our life that's really going to help us get where we want to go. Hey there, and welcome to the Investing Well podcast. I'm your host, Liz Sheik, but you can call me Liz. I'm an entrepreneur through and through. My husband and I, we've climbed ourselves out of hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt and now are living completely debt-free. Accomplishing this wasn't easy by any means. We've made some really wise choices and we've certainly made some that we are less proud of. However, standing on this side of financial freedom, I'm here to tell you that it is possible and I'm here to show you how to do it with your God-given talents. All the while, investing in what matters most, your health, family, and community. So go ahead, grab your coffee and your noise-canceling AirPods and let's get going. We have some investing to do. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Investing Well. Today should be a quick little topic. We're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I am constantly reminding myself of. And what is that? It's that goal setting is not enough to get me to where I want to go. So what do I mean by this? You know, goal setting is a fantastic thing to do. In fact, I encourage people, know what you're aiming for. Make sure you have a target. Set that goal for yourself. But goal setting in and of itself isn't the end all be all. Goal setting isn't where we we can stop. We can't just set a goal and be like, oh, okay, we're going to get there. My husband and I have what we call our 40 by 40, and it is the 40 things that we want to accomplish by the time we turn 40. And so depending on when you're listening to this podcast, um, depends on when we will be through that list, how far along in that list we are. We are about six months into pursuing that and achieving things. And we have some really simple goals in there. And then we have some really audacious goals. So for example, one of our more simple goals is to read 40 books by the time we turn 40. Now, that's interesting, right? Because 40 books in and of itself may not seem like a lot. You break it down and over five years, it's less than it's less than 10 books a year. And for me, I'm a really slow reader. So setting the goal isn't just good enough. We wrote it down, but we can make our entire list of 40 items. But unless we break down the goal and how we're going to get there, you know as well as I do that five years is going to fly by. I think about my looking at my children. And again, at the time of this recording, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old. And I feel like it was really yesterday that I was giving birth to my six-year-old, let alone here we are six years later. He's traveled to more countries than he is old. He puts up a really good argument and has definitive decisions of his own. And it's like, I just remember when I was just having you and you were just a cuddly little baby. Before we know it, five years is going to come and go. And unless we're intentional about the time, I'll I'll never reach the goals. And at some point, I'll give you my entire list of our 40 by 40. And I would highly suggest you guys do the same thing. We also have the same matrix. We call it our family matrix that we use for our children. And we call it their 18 by 18. And so very distinctly, it is that By the time our children turn 18 years old, we will have taken them to 18 countries on six continents and visited all of the United States. 
So that's a pretty audacious goal, I feel like, especially for the fact that my husband works in a career where we're kind of kind of not stuck is is a bad word to use, but we're stuck in one one place. We can't just like go off and do his job from anywhere, which would allow us to have an RV and hit up all the states in a year. We don't have careers like that. Uh, My career is a little bit more fluid with what I do with real estate investing. So I could travel, but yet he can't. So we are kind of beholden to the state that we currently live in right now. So getting to 18 countries on six continents And all 50 United States takes quite a bit of planning, especially since I have nine years to do it with my oldest. And so we have charted out over the next nine years, the states, countries and places that we want to visit. So we've taken this goal and we've broken it down and we've created mile markers. And I'm sure that you've heard the term mile marker. However, I don't know that everybody knows where the term mile marker comes from. Uh, So A mile marker is used as a unit of measurement, and the mile dates back to Roman times. The Latin word is milia passum, which is interesting. Whenever you say it out, and I don't know if my Southern accent comes across in this, but milia, um, and then passum, (laughs) that almost sounds like it does. How many milias are you going to pass them? But it's meaning a thousand paces. So milli thousand and then pass some paces. So that mile is a thousand paces. The Romans also erected a stone marker at the mile intervals so that they could notify passerbyers of the distance that they had covered or the number of miles they had to go to reach their destination. These markers were conveniently called milestones, which of course makes complete sense. Distances from Rome were measured by the gilded column. And in the forum, it was inscribed the name of the principal road and the distance of the major cities. So there were actually erected these columns at these mile markers that told them, hey, this is the road you're on. This is how close to your nearest city. And they placed they placed stones at these mile markers. So you knew if it, if it was going to take you 300 miles to get from point A to point B, you were able to count that off in your head. You were able to track it. And we see that translated to even modern day um, highways and things like that. We we look at those mile markers and it tells us how far do we have to go from, from one area to the next. When we're traveling around the US, we always love to say hello and goodbye to every state. And depending on if we're driving north or south, especially being from the East Coast, you can drive south and you see how many miles are left in a state to go until you reach it. So like, for example, the numbers are probably wrong, but when you get into Georgia from South Carolina, it says something like 382. And actually, I'd be interested to know. I don't know exactly how many miles we've crossed it over a bunch of times, but it's interesting because that tells you how many miles you actually have to drive in that state to get down to exit one. And so you count down and that's how many miles you have to go. And then Florida, oh my goodness gracious, right? Like Florida is forever down to Miami to mile marker one in the US. And so these mile markers are set out for us so that we know how much longer it is to get to our destination. Now, this is such common practice whenever it comes to driving our car, looking at a map, but applying it to every other area of our life For some reason, it just seems so much harder. When we start to goal set, it seems so much harder to say, hey, this is the end goal I want to get to. How many miles do I have between where I'm currently at and where is that goal? Where where have I attained that goal? So whether it's in fitness, maybe you want to lose 30 pounds. Where am I right now? What is the goal I want to hit? And with weight loss, it's kind of simple math. 
<laughs> if I want to lose 30 pounds, I need to lose one pound every whatever that interval is for yourself to get to where I would like to be. And so we take that same idea, we take it from travel to weight loss, which is is pretty simple to comprehend. But then let's translate it over to other aspects of our lives, whether it's travel, if we if there's certain places we want to go, you often have to break those down, not in, hey, how many miles is it going to take me to go on this cruise? Oftentimes it's, hey, I want to go on this vacation. What is it going to cost me financially to go on that? Where am I at right now to what do I need to save or put away to reach that? And then how long do I want that to take me so that I can go on that trip? And then what other things am I going to have to say yes or no to in order to make that possible? And so we take this idea of the mile marker and we've got to work backwards from our goal and break it down into super simple sections. And so real quick, I have four ways to easily set these mile markers in your life. And this works in every area from relationships to your finances, to investing, to paying off debt, to growing a plant, to you name it. Setting mile markers is a proven way to get from point A to point B. And now it's about taking these methods that have been proven to work through centuries and applying it to your modern life. So first, you got to know where you're going. You got to identify that. And if you actually go over to our website at investingwellpodcast.com slash milestone, we have a free milestone tracker that accounts for the top areas of your life. And it allows you to start working through the process of setting the goal. Then you want to work backwards from there. Once you've set your goal, you're going to have to think through strategically a if this, then that scenario. If this is my goal, then I need to accomplish and you need to set out what those milestone markers are. Third, and probably the most important, three and four are pretty neck and neck with being important. Three is you've got to set small attainable goals. When we think back about the Romans setting the mile marker in place, it was 1,000 paces one step at a time, all the way up to a thousand. They didn't just skip it. They didn't say, hey, it's going to be a hundred jumps. It's going to be a hundred leaps. It was a thousand paces, one right after the other. You've got to set small attainable goals. And the biggest reason why is that in our minds, if we're not already used to achieving our goals, winning at the things that we set in our life to do, we cannot learn to win by failing. So if you're out there and you were distracted, I want you to come back to me and hear that again. You cannot learn to win by failing, but yet we do that and try that every day of our lives. Oh, this diet didn't work. I'm going to do this. Oh, I didn't pay off that credit card this month. I'm going to try a different way. Hey, that business I started, I gave it a good solid week and it didn't make me a million dollars. So therefore I'm going to swap to something else. We are inundated with these get rich quick schemes for every area of our life. Ways to make money quick, way to lose weight quick, way to find the right partner quick, way to change our entire lives super quick. And that's just not how the world works. That's just not how the laws of nature work. We cannot learn to win by failing. So how do we learn to win? We learn to win by winning. And so when we set small attainable goals, we teach our mind how to win. It's that one step in front of the other. When I take one step, I can take the next, and then I can take the next. And you start pacing it out, and you start to teach yourself how to win. Now, are you going to win them all? Absolutely not. However, if you make your goals, if you break them down so that they have small, tiny, attainable goals, small enough 
that it makes it very difficult to fail at, you will get to a point where you are teaching your brain to win. You are teaching your brain to accomplish the small things. You're teaching your brain to not procrastinate. Procrastination is a great example of this. It's easy not to do something, but the more we push things off, the more we say, I'll do that later, I'll get to it then, the more we start to let that attitude in one area affect every area of our life. I often say, and I tell my children, and I tell myself this every day, is that the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. You may not procrastinate in certain areas of your life right now, but I promise you, if you continue to procrastinate, if you continue to zone out, if you continue to to escape reality, eventually that's going to bleed over to every area of your life where you are procrastinating in other areas you used to not. It is where you're zoning out in relationships where you used to not zone out. It is escaping reality and being unconnected to your community where you used to not be. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you can teach yourself to win by making these small little changes in your life, you are going to train your mind, train your body to continue to win and win and win and win. This is why when you go to the gym and you hire a trainer, they don't give you a 50 pound weight and say, go ahead and do all your reps. No, they take you all the way down to a weight that's super light where you can get the form right and you can do many reps. So you know how the form is. Now, once your form has gotten really good, it looks good. You've gotten you've gotten reps in on it. They'll they'll make it heavier for you. But you've got to learn the basics before you can advance. But most of us, we want that quick fix. We want to say, hey, I want to pay off all this debt. Let me go sign up for a course that's going to teach me how to make a million dollars this year. And I'm going to go make a million dollars. Most of us are not going to go do that. Most of us are not going to do that because going from zero to a million is is not necessarily hard, but there is a proven way. And before you can make a million, you have to make one. And before you can make a million, you have to make two and then three and four and five and six. But uh, but most people don't want to slow down. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm, I'm totally guilty of wanting to skip from step one to 99 and just get to 100. Life would be so much better if we could just turn around and be at 100 every single time we turned around. But that's not how it is. So breaking down your goals into small attainable steps so that you can teach yourself to win is where you're not only going to win in one area of your life, you're going to start winning in every area of your life. And last, number four, you've got to be consistent. People don't often fail because they have lack of vision. In fact, lack of vision is, I would dare to say, non-existent in, in the American culture. I think that vision is there. We look on any form of social media and there is a vision for whatever you want. You want more money. You want a better body. You want to travel more. You want better relationships. There is vision out there. I believe that that you do not have a vision issue. I think that your goals are amazing. The things that have been set on your heart is are, are from the Lord. I think that your callings and your passions, they are good and you don't lack vision. Where most people fail and where maybe you've even failed is because you don't have a vision issue. You have a depth perception issue. You have an issue quitting right before you win. It gets hard. It's like looking at, at somebody else who looks like they succeeded overnight but you weren't walking their path with them. It's easy to look at people online and say, wow, like their path looks really easy. They were an overnight success. But people who have who have attained their relationships, the wealth, the health, the mental stability, the things that make their life, quote unquote, good, those people invested a long time ago and they didn't give up. They didn't stop. They didn't start hitting one place from another. Last night, I was actually reading my children a book and we were talking about woodpeckers. And woodpeckers, they drill that same hole over and over and over and over and over and over again until they get the food out of it. Now, if a woodpecker 
was to go up to a tree and knock, knock, and then hop over to another tree and knock, knock, and knock, knock, and just kind of hop all around, they would never make a hole big enough to actually feed themselves. But a woodpecker is different. They know exactly what they need to do and they do it until they get the reward. And that's actually the imagery around what the Investing Well podcast is. The Investing Well podcast is not a podcast that is synonymous well for the, for the word good. It's not investing good. It is a well as imagery, as a deep well. And being a home builder and being in the home building business, I've seen hundreds of wells be tapped. And you could have one piece of property where it took you an hour and a half to reach the well. And literally the very next lot right next to it could take you three or four hours. And it is just that constant pounding and pounding and drilling and pounding and pounding. But if we were to pull that rig out of the ground before we ever hit water, we don't know. Would I have missed that water by a foot or would I have missed it by a mile? I, I don't know because I stopped pounding and you'll never know. If you stop pounding, if you stop being consistent, you'll never know. And I think that that's where most people fail is you have a dream in your heart, you have a vision, you have a calling on your life, but you get tired. And so you stop, you stop drilling, you stop pounding. And in reality, you are a foot away. And so I really, 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 really want to encourage you to set the vision, to set the milestones and just keep walking it out. You are gonna get there. And regardless, if it takes you 10 miles and it took somebody else two miles, it doesn't matter. We've gotta stop looking left and right. We've just gotta be focused on the prize that we were called to individually. Last but not least, I'll leave you with this, is that when we keep pounding, we are saying, I am okay with delayed gratification, which again is counter-cultural to everything that we see in social media. Social media is all about instant gratification. And so I personally am on a journey and a path that when I see things that say, hey, this is gonna get me there instantly, I immediately turn away. And it may, it may, maybe it could have got me there instantly, but I'm okay with delayed gratification. I'm okay as I work down this path to my, my best health self, I'm okay if I reach my goals a year from now. Sure, that's not the sexy story, right? That's not, that's not the sexy tagline. Hey, come over here and let's play the long game. I promise eventually it'll pay off. But I would rather know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to reach my destination than hop in some car and maybe get there, maybe not. I'm trading delayed gratification for the agony of always having to start again. And I would hope and pray that you choose that too. So to wrap it all up, I would love if you would join us over on our Facebook page, as well as visiting us on our website at investingwellpodcast.com slash milestones. And you can get your milestone tracker. It is a free resource that we've created and it goes through the top areas of your life. It takes evaluation of where you're at and it helps you set your goals and your milestones for reaching there. Because this is the long game. I'm hoping that you are here for the long haul, whether it takes you a year to reach your goals or whether it takes you 10. My prayer is that you set those goals and for your family, for your relationship, and for yourself, you work at doing them day in and day out. Because I know if you focus on it and you stay consistent, there is no way you're not gonna reach your goals. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I would love to see you over in our Facebook group. Come join us over there. Come continue those conversations. And till next time, happy investing. 
Hey guys, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want to take a minute and just say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Investing Well. My hope and prayer is that each of these episodes will bless you and leave you with practical steps, not only to creating financial freedom in your life, but tactical actions to help you build and invest in the life of your dreams, the life I know you deserve. I would love for you to join us over in our free Facebook community called the Investing Well Podcast Community. That's where we want to connect you to other like-minded people who are investing well in their lives and continue these conversations. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more people on their investing journey. We truly appreciate your support and stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, Happy investing.